Welcome to our sermon podcast here at City of Light Anglican Church. We are a new church in Aurora, Illinois, finding a new day in Jesus. We want to see the light of Jesus rise and shine in our hearts, in our homes, and in our neighborhoods. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Father Trevor. Thinking this morning about how to practice the presence of God in those ordinary, everyday moments in our lives. You know, big, momentous uh, experiences and events can shape us in a, in a deep way. And I sometimes wonder if it's those, those little, everyday, moment-to-moment um, decisions and practices that have the most impact on our lives. I remember the first uh, summer that Bonnie and I were married, I was working a job on campus supporting uh, events and conferences. And so every week was a different schedule and it was a little bit unpredictable. And some days were really long and it was pretty stressful for me. And um, we would go the whole day and, and not interact with one another. And I remember Bonnie uh, talking to me and saying, um, Trevor, do you, do you ever think about me during the day? You know, when you're at work? And I was like, well, I want to, yes, I'm sorry. I was like very stressed and very distracted. And she just said, you know, you could call me and we could talk throughout the day. I was like, yeah, you're right. We could, we just got married. We like being together. I should do that. Um, it, was, it was good coaching um, from her to me as a, a new husband. Now, uh, 14 and a half years later, I mean, we barely go any time at all without talking, without texting, without calling, because we just want to share everything that's going on in our days with one another because we are close. We have a close friendship and marriage. And so, you know, whether it's, um, hey, check out this exploding diaper I just changed, or hey, I just tried a new sauce at Chick-fil-A, or we just talked to this person. I mean, we're, we're constantly sharing those simple everyday moments together. And it's, uh, we, we love those moments of, you know, long, hours-long conversations as well. We love those date nights where we get to just talk, the, just the two of us for a, a couple hours and um, long drives in the car where we can just talk. But, but it's those everyday little moments um, that are the basis of our relationship. And that's not just true of marriage. That's true of every intimate relationship. That's true of close friends. That's true of close family members. Um, I've mentioned John Gottman before and some of the, the research he's done on relationships. And he has what he calls the positive ratio, that a healthy relationship is actually based on um, many, many small positive interactions. And that it takes a ratio of five positive interactions to every one negative one to have a healthy relationship. We want to share those daily, everyday moments and experiences with the people that we care about. Have you ever gone a few days and stopped and realized, I can't remember the last time I connected with God. I can't remember the last time that we talked. I can't remember the last time I thought about him or connected with him, even in a small way. Maybe right now, this morning, you're thinking that. Maybe it's been longer than a few days. Maybe it's been weeks or months. 
Maybe you've never really had that kind of intimate sharing of every moment with the Lord. Maybe you've considered yourself religious or Christian, um, but it's never been at that sort of personal, relational level. Or maybe you're watching and um, you're not sure if you know God at at all. And it's uh, intriguing that the God of the universe might want to spend our daily moments with us. For all those who follow Jesus, we believe that God is here. That's the name of this series. God is here. Dios está aquí. And we can learn to live like that is true. We can learn to live like he is with us, like his presence and his power and his love are our daily companions. And today we're going to learn that from two other followers of Jesus. First from Lydia, who we read about in chapter 16 of the book of Acts, and then also from Lawrence, who lived about 400 years ago. And we want to see that the key to being aware of the presence of God with us is an ongoing, moment-by-moment conversation with the Lord. So Lawrence uh, lived in France. He was born in 1614, and he was a lay Carmelite. A Carmelite was like a group of monks, but he wasn't one of the monks. He just worked at the monastery in the kitchen. He was a cook. He wasn't famous. Um, He uh, wasn't a professional prayer. He was just an ordinary guy who washed dishes, chopped vegetables, made stew, baked bread. But people noticed that he had such a deep connection to the Lord. And they would write him letters and say, how did you cultivate that? He he would say, we stay in the presence of God and we, we live our lives in the presence of God by talking to God. That's pretty simple, right? If you want to be aware of his presence, talk to him. Continually talk to God and you'll be more aware of his presence. It's, I think, part of what Paul's saying in 1 Thessalonians 5, that we pray without stopping. And Brother Lawrence would say that that conversational life of prayer with him was so constant, it was so ongoing, that after years and years of practice, um, when he was alone doing his devotions, he felt just as connected to God as when he was going through his work day. He said this, The time of business does not differ with me from the time of prayer in the noise and clutter of my kitchen, while several persons are at the same time calling for different things. I experience God with as much peace as if I were on my knees receiving communion. That's amazing. That is not my experience. (laughs) When I'm in uh, a moment where several people are expecting different things of me, Um, Maybe you can relate to that in your workplace, in your home, um, beginning virtual online school, uh, you know, trying to be at the grocery store and and manage all the things going around. There's several people who uh, are calling to you for different things. Um, If that sounds familiar to you, it sounds familiar to me. And I don't do a very good job at being connected to the Lord in the midst of that. And that made me think of Lydia. Lydia, who we read about, is also a very ordinary person. She's not one of the 12 apostles. She's not a deacon. She's um, not a traveling prophetess. She's, 
She's like Lawrence. She's an everyday, ordinary person, although she's also kind of a boss. She's, she's kind of amazing as well. She's got her own business. It's called, uh, she's called the seller of purple, which means she's in the, the dye and textile industry, um, making, I, I don't know, like a first century artisan fabric Etsy shop. Um, but she's, she's running her own um, business, she's, she's making uh, money, and then she's also leading her household. Because when she receives um, the, the gospel, she then goes and tells her entire household and brings them to be baptized as well. And we don't know who was in her household. It doesn't say if she was married or if she was single, if there were children there or not. Um, there's probably some extended relatives, probably some servants, probably some people who work for her. And then... After this, she comes to Paul, she's leading a business, she's leading a household, and she comes to Paul and she says, why don't you come to my house? Which means that she's not only going to logistically host them, but that she's asking Paul to make her house the mission central outpost for his work of church planting in the city. She's like, Paul, come plant your church from my house. So on top of her work and her home, now she's church planting with Paul. Can you imagine what her daily, ordinary life looks like? I bet there were several people calling for something at the same time. But look at the description that the writer Luke gives. Look how he describes this incredible woman. Verse 14, she was a worshiper of God. In the midst of work and home and church life, she was aware and living in the presence of God. She was worshiping God. And then what does he say? She, the Lord opened her heart to receive the message. She lived a worshiping life and heart open to God life. And we can have that kind of life too. We can learn to have this running, ongoing conversation and interaction with the Lord so that whatever we're doing, whether we're eating or drinking or working or parenting or encouraging or leading or doing the laundry or paying the bills or making the food, we're doing it all in the presence of God and doing it all for the glory of God. And this continual conversation with the Lord, it doesn't have to be with fancy or sophisticated words. It doesn't have to be with flowery language. In fact, Lawrence tells us, speak plainly and frankly. We ought to act with God in the greatest simplicity, asking for his help as things happen. You know, we pray some beautiful, poetic, liturgical prayers together on Sundays and different times when we gather, and those are so important. They teach us who God is and who we are, and they, they help us learn how to talk with him and relate with him. They shape us, and they, they give us words. And most often in our tradition, all the prayers we pray are just words of scripture that are turned into prayers. Those are so important. And you know, we sometimes use more complicated language like that in our daily lives, especially for important conversations or important events. But a lot of what we say in our normal lives is just very simple, plain language. And a lot of what we say in our continual conversation with the Lord should just be simple, plain language, like we're talking to a friend. Could you imagine if I talked to one of my friends, one of my friends is Corey, what if I said to Corey when I saw him during the day, dearest Corey, faithful friend, 
whose nature it is always and everywhere to ask me what hath transpired during my day. I give you humble thanks for the kindness of inclining your ear unto my words, though short they may not be for want of conversation, but for lack of that which would have transpired to allow speech upon such an occasion as this. Now that would be very weird, right? No, instead I'd just say, hey, Corey, how's it going? Anything happened today? My day's been pretty boring. That's how we talk to the Lord. Hi, Lord. Good morning. I'm tired today. Could you please give me some strength? Hey, God, that was really frustrating. What am I supposed to do with that? Hey, God, look at that beautiful sunset. Thank you. That's amazing. We just talk plainly to God. It's not disrespectful to speak to him with that kind of intimacy. We know he's God. We know he is holy, but he has invited us into his holiness. He's invited us into an intimate relationship with him. He says, come boldly before his throne. He says he is a friend closer than a brother. He says he's with us and in us always. He we don't have to impress him by our language. He's not impressed by our language. He just wants to be with us. And so throughout the day, we turn our hearts to him and we say, hey, hi, Lord. Good morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I need you, Lord. And we do that as often as we can to live in his presence. Now, if we're going to try to live our moment-by-moment daily lives more in the presence of God, then we have to figure out what to do when we forget. Because we're gonna. How do we handle that when it's been hours, when it's been days, when it's been weeks, and we kind of awaken to it and go, oh, man. Well, Lawrence has some advice for us then as well. He said, if you're going to try this, you have to do it with diligence. It's not going to be easy, and you're going to fail. So we all begin from the same place. Lord, would you help me? Lord, help me be aware of you. We sang that this morning. Help me remember. Help me be in continual conversation with you. I can't do it unless you help me. And then when we do forget, we say we're sorry and we move on. When we forget, we repent and then we forget about it. On Friday, I had a really stressful day and I was in the kitchen and I was doing something and I, I felt like there were uh, many people who all wanted something from me and I wasn't doing well. And then I stopped and I remembered the Lord. Uh, he reminded me that he was there. And I thought, oh, I'm so sorry. We're hours into the day and I just I haven't even engaged with him at all. And I just said, I'm sorry, good morning, Lord. It wasn't morning anymore, but I said, good morning, Lord. We have to remember who God is. Imagine if a friend called you and you answered the phone and they said, hey, uh, I thought we were going to talk uh, an hour ago. Uh, wh what happened? And you went, oh, I'm so sorry. I was in the middle of this thing and it was so stressful and I completely forgot. I'm so sorry. Now, we might have friends who would go, fine. Or, well, I can't talk now. They might give us the, the icy treatment. They might be passive-aggressive. They might be angry. But most of us, our friends would go, oh, sorry, it's been stressful. You want to talk about it? Anything I can help with? 
When we forget God, he doesn't get mad at us. He doesn't give us a silent treatment. He's not passive aggressive. Oh, now you need me because you need something? No, he just wants to be with us because he's God and he's good. Every failure of forgetting then becomes an opportunity for a fuller friendship with God. Every moment of forgetting becomes an occasion for a deepening of our friendship with him where we just go, I'm sorry, I need you more than I realized. And he says, I'm here, I love you, let's talk. How do we practice this in our daily lives, in our moment to moment? How do we have that ongoing conversation with the Lord so we remember his presence with us? How do we keep from forgetting? Well, we need reminders, don't we? We can use physical reminders because we're physical people. We can fill our homes with physical reminders that God is with us. Every morning I get up and I open the bedroom door, can put something on the door to remind me that the Lord is with me that morning. What are the places that you're at every day? Do you sit down at your desk? Is there a reminder at your desk that the Lord is with you and you can turn your heart towards him and you can say hello to the Lord and you can ask for what you need that day. We can have those physical reminders, a verse, a prayer, an icon, a cross to help us turn our hearts and minds toward the Lord. We also need sort of the time-bound reminders. We need the, the daily rhythm of reminders. We all sleep, we all eat. Maybe you drive or ride the train to work. Maybe you open your computer in the beginning of the workday. We can have those actions throughout our day be reminders to turn our hearts toward the Lord. It's one of the reasons that Christians have prayed at mealtimes. That's why the church has for centuries practiced prayer at certain times throughout the day. They're called daily offices, morning prayer, noonday prayer, evening prayer, bedtime prayer, sometimes called Compline. So that as we go through our day, even if we're forgetting God and not connecting with him for hours at a time, we have another reminder coming up. From morning prayer to noonday prayer, I did not think about God at all. But at noonday prayer, I can go, sorry, I'm back, let's catch up. Maybe in your church tradition, you grew up um, with someone saying, spend 30 minutes or spend an hour with the Lord every day in prayer. And that can be amazing. But I think sometimes in our lives, we need shorter, more frequent connections with the Lord so that we take his presence with us through the day. And that's something the daily offices can do. The basic rhythms of our day, reminding us to be in the presence of the Lord. Um, when you have your cup of coffee in the morning, did you know God made the coffee bean? He would love to share that cup of coffee with you. What are other things that you do every day that you can do with the Lord? You know, this has been a theme in the passages we've been reading this year. Um, on Easter Sunday, every morning we can say, Alleluia, Christ is risen today. In Jeremiah, we were reminded that as long as there's day and night, every sunrise, every sunset, we can remember that the Lord keeps his promises to us. And last week, Mark preached on this beautiful passage in Lamentations that says every morning his mercies are new. Every morning, every day, even every moment we can say, oh, I've been forgetting, but God, I'm here now. 
and they can remind us to turn our hearts to him. We need weekly reminders as well. That's what the Sabbath day is. That's what our worship all together is. Like, have you not thought about God since last week? That's okay. Say sorry and let's enter in again. It's a new start. It's a new day. It's a new mercy from the Lord who just wants to be with you. We need friendly reminders. That is, we need friends who can remember with us and for us. We do this in our groups as we gather together, but we do this with prayer partners and with other people in our household that walk through these rhythms of reminding us of the Lord's presence together, praying together. And as uh, Grace uh, taught us a new breath prayer this morning, Christ in me, Christ all around me, we can, we can let just the, the daily breathing remind us of the presence of God. The church throughout the ages have called those breath prayers that just as our breathing happens throughout the day, whether we notice it or not, the presence of the Spirit is with us throughout the day, whether we notice it or not, but we can come into being aware of that and turn prayers into kind of a cycle of breath, of just deciding today, I'm just gonna say the name of Jesus throughout the day. Whenever I think of it, I'll say Jesus and connect myself to the Lord or Christ in me, Christ all around me. And over and over again, just using that short phrase to connect to Jesus. You can do that with any phrase of scripture, with any prayer. Jesus, Father, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Practicing the presence of God, being aware that he is with us, that he longs to share in all of our moment-by-moment -moment realities living that ongoing, continual conversation, forgetting and then restarting and forgetting and then restarting, all of that is based on one huge assumption, that God is someone that we would wanna spend our every moment with. Maybe it's been a while since you've connected with the Lord. Maybe there's been hard things in your life that make you wonder whether he's the type of person you would want to spend every moment with. Maybe you've never had a relationship like that with the Lord. Let me tell you, he is wonderful. He is always good, always loving, always generous, always just always coming to us and giving himself for us. He is beautiful. He created all the beauty we see. He is hilarious. He created all the humor we see. He is everything that we would want. He is the friend closer than a brother. He is the father who gives himself for us as his children. He is the spirit who is in us and gives us all the comfort and strength and love and joy we need. Life with God, the deeper we go, just gets better and better and better until one day when his new heaven comes to earth, we will spend the rest of our lives with him in his presence in full joy and peace and goodness and we will never get enough and we will always be going deeper into the goodness of God whose goodness has no end. There is no one greater or more wonderful to spend your moments and your days with. That best friend, that best relationship, that closest you've ever felt to another human, 
All of the goodness of that is just a small fraction of the goodness of our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Don't you want to enter into that? He's with you all day. We just have to learn to remember. Lawrence said, There is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of continual conversation with God. Were I a preacher, I should above all things preach the practice of the presence of God. Believe me, make immediately a holy and firm resolution to never more forget him and to spend the rest of your days in his sacred presence. I want to pray for you. Come Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray for each person who longs for more of you. Who's ready to ask you for help. Who's ready to inv invite and be aware of your presence. That you would fill them now with your Holy Spirit. That you would fill them now with the knowledge of your love and your goodness. Come, Holy Spirit. For anyone who's feeling loneliness in this season of uh, isolation and loneliness, Lord, I pray that they would know you as the friend who's closer than a brother. Come, Holy Spirit. If you have never experienced the closeness of God, if you've never given your life to Him, if you've never known that there's a God who made you and loves you, a Father who wants to adopt you, a brother in Jesus who has saved you and rescued you. A Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. If you've never known that or experienced that, you can say, God, I need you today. Come fill me today. I give myself to you today. Forgive me and be with me. God longs for that closeness to you. Let's give ourselves to Him, to, to that moment-by-moment moment intimate closeness with Him. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to this podcast from City of Light Anglican Church. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at cityoflightanglican.org. And now, may the light of Jesus scatter the darkness from before your path.